The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Master's Class. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Opens the Masters class. And we have our masters in attendance right now. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. And don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open Live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. And today's episode is a special one. It's something we've touched on on Busted Open before, and that's fan interaction. I'm going to use Bully's quote here that he has said many times on Busted Open. And I'm sure he said it outside of Busted Open as well. And that is, respectful fans will get what they want disrespectful fans will get what they deserve. So, Bully, what exactly did you mean by that quote? Well, you know, fan interaction to me has always been very important in the world of pro wrestling. I remember when I was a kid um, meeting rock stars or or, or uh, you know, baseball players, football players, how that, you know, left an impression on me. You know, as a kid, I remember meeting Tommy Lee from Motley Crue at Yankee Stadium, and it was such a big deal because he was so nice to me. And Heather Locklear was so nice to me. I remember, remember meeting Sam Kinison when I was 16, year, 16 years old in Caesars Tahoe and um, him signing an autograph for me and giving me front row tickets to his show that night. And those were all such positive interactions. As a wrestler, I always wanted to have positive interactions with, with fans also, but... When you ran as, you know, as far right as I did with being the type of heel that I was or me me and Devon were at the time, I always, you know, kind of stuck to that old school mentality of a Freddie Blassie or a Sheik where... You know, if you're a heel, you're a heel 24-7. You never let them in behind your curtain. So even if I was, you know, early on in my career, um, if you asked for an autograph or a picture, you probably didn't get it. When I got into the WWE, I learned that it's important to interact with everybody. So I try to always give everybody a story to go home with. So if I was a heel, you might not have gotten a pleasant version of me, but you always got your autograph and you're always got your, you know, your photo. The quote is more of the lines of, you know, years and years and years of interacting with fans. My, the way I am with you is basically going to be a reflection of how you are with me. And I'm sure Mark and Tom Lee are kind of similar. If you come up to me and you're respectful 
to me and you introduce yourself and you're cool, you'll get anything you want a picture, you want an autograph, you want 10 autographs, whatever you want, you're probably going to get. But if you're disrespectful to me, you're going to get what you deserve. And sometimes fans who are disrespectful deserve to get told off, deserve to not get their autograph, deserve not to get their picture. And that's where that all comes from. Um, I think it's important for, for fans to know that if you're cool with wrestlers, 99.9% of the time, they're going to be cool back with you. So, Tommy, you're somebody that is always the consummate babyface. You're, 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 you're a man of the people. So when you talk about the interactions that you've gone through, especially not being a heel, like has it, for the most part, for you, been positive experiences with fans? Similar to Bubba, I remember and experience with Bob Backlund and his refusal to sign my autograph um, made me almost hate professional wrestling. And thank God I saw the American dream Dusty Rhodes wrestle live or else I wouldn't have been on this show. I would have been probably in the football hall of fame or the baseball hall of fame as the next bullet Babe Ruth mm. or jumbo Elliot. But that's a whole other story for another You've been time. Jumbo. <laughs> Dude, did you actually just throw out Jumbo Elliott's name? When I you was, think about the all-time wait a second. When you think about the all-time greats in pro football, you throw out Jumbo Elliott's name. No disrespect. Not Lawrence to Taylor. <laughs> now don't disrespect the Jumbo Elliott. But really? I was feeding my co-hosts a fat joke and Mark jumped on it because Bubba was choking on food before I could spit it out. No, I I actually did you got you said you talked about Dusty Rhodes and you just used the word jumbo. Did you guys ever hear the Dusty Rhodes story about Jumbo? No. No. Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes came out of the shower one night and he's got a towel wrapped around him and he walked up to the boys, he opened up the towel and he said, "Boys, say hello to Jumbo." <laughs> I never heard that. That's classic. That's good, though. His boots on and no clothes. That was a fabulous. That was a, a known dusty thing. Boy, uh, anyway, jumbo. I mean, Tommy, I, I, I'm the same way. When it comes to all of the times that I've had, I've had a lot of really, really great experiences, Dave. And Bully, I've been with you in some of those times where we had really good times with fans. Uh, the WWE used to have a thing called the World in Times Square. Yep. And we used to go on stage. It was like a, being at a, a rock concert. They had performers, and it was such a great thing. But there's also been times where, like, you know, the bar in Chicago, where a dude we got too familiar with you. And you had to put him in his place. The time I was, I mean, the story time with Mark Henry. I'm in Ireland. Seamus, his mom and his, and his uh, aunt were both fans of mine. And he was like, man, can you, can you come down and meet my mom and my aunt? And I'm like, yes. I go down to meet them. I buy them drinks. The bartender is handing me the drinks. And a guy that's been kind of an overly aggressive, annoying type of fan, which Chavo Guerrero had just warned me. He was like, hey, man, if this dude messes with you, go tell the security. They'll throw him out because he haven't done nothing. And they said they can't throw him out if he haven't done nothing. 
the same guy that he talks about comes up to me. I have a cream-colored white or cream-colored raw silk shirt. Anybody that knows about raw silk is one is very expensive, and for my size, it was double expensive because it was double the material. It's a lot of and silk. And this asshole comes up with a Sharpie, and he thought the cap was on it, which means nothing to me because I had to throw the fucking shirt in the trash. He tapped me on the shoulder like, Oh, boy. Hey, Mark Henry. And I, I, I look, one, because I don't like people touching me. And I'm looking at my arm, and I can see halo rings growing where the ink had touched the silk and started to spread through both drinks in his damn face. And I went to jail. But the, the point of the thing was, it was a bad fucking experience because he overstepped his bounds, one, for touching me. He don't know me. Two, for, for interrupting a moment with people that I'm there with. I'll never get that time back. And I had to throw away a damn near $400 shirt. So, like, and I spent eight hours in a damn lockup cell. So, it was a bad experience all around. And I, I, I've had, the, the, the good outweighs the bad. But the bad, when it's bad, is fucking bad. And I, I'm, I had to cuss. I was with Natty Nightheart. I had to cuss a guy out in Ohio. It was snowing, Dave. It was probably 20 degrees. And this motherfucker has a less than one-year-old baby out in the back asking for autographs. I say, you take that kid home or I'm calling the fucking police. You piece of shit. That kid is not even a year old. What's wrong with you? So That's there selfish. are experiences yeah. that I've had with people that weren't good. So if a fan comes up and goes, damn, why are you so mean to people? You just happen to walk in in a 30-second window where I'm irate because of whatever the situation is. So it's not a bad experience for everybody. It's what I'm saying. It is what it is. It's, it's complicated, but I, I, hope, I hope that I have more good experiences in the future than I do bad. Yeah, and, and Bo, I'm you just going to say something. Oh, get it. Please, both. No, I am saying, and then you take these situations, and sometimes you add a little bit of liquor, and it just it, oh, it makes God. it ten times worse. And, Dave, people do things that are just rude, inconsiderate, and selfish. Like, they'll walk up to you and hand you their cell phone and say, hey, say hello to my son. Oh, they, don't, they don't ask for permission, or now it's a FaceTime. Here, they say hello to my friends. Or they'll walk up to you if you're at, you know, at a restaurant, at a dinner table. This is just rude stuff that human beings should never do to human beings. If you want an autograph or a picture and you see a wrestler, a rock star, a mute, you know, whatever it is, wait until they're finished having dinner with their friends or their loved ones. I'm sure that once they're all done, they'd be more than happy to do, you know, give you everything, anything that you want. And when you're brought up in the wrestling business the right way, and Tommy and Mark can assess to this, you're humbled really, really early in this business. And you learn quickly that one side of the pencil makes you a millionaire and the other side of the pencil will put you on food stamps. Bang, just like that. 
So you want to try to be as nice to people because if you don't have a job one day and you're out there trying to make money, you know, doing autographs and, you know, uh, you know, uh, meet and greets, people are going to remember how you interacted with them. But as wrestlers, we want them to know is we're going to interact with you the same the way you interact with us. We're not approaching you. You're approaching us. Hey, Bubba, nice to meet you. I appreciate your wrestling. I appreciate your work. I like you on Busted Open. Can I please have a picture and an autograph? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you come up to me and you assume that I owe you something, you're fucked. F-U-C-T. You get nothing and like it. Tommy's just a nice guy to everybody. Tommy, have you ever had have you had bad interactions that you remember? Yeah, I've had a few. Mark said it the best. Like a lot of times, like, you know, if you do signings or indie events, you're landing, you're flying out early, you're doing all this stuff. The promoter can tell you, uh, you know, all these different things. And at that moment, you may be, may be having a bad moment. And like, you know, you're also here signing for fans. And then, you know, a fan just like, oh, uh, you know, Tommy like said this, or I said, nice to meet you. He said, nice to meet you. He signed, we took a picture, and I left. It, it wasn't the best experience because I thought he was so nice. And I was just like, what else do you want this? What else do you want me to give you? You know? Um, also, if you have a long line of people, I used to hate WWE version of meet and greets where you can't go over the table. You have to just like, you're in and you're out, like herding out cattle. I get because there's so many people, but that's not really an experience. So I really haven't no haven't had uh, that many bad experiences. Uh, I and 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 guys, first of all, thanks for sharing your stories. I'm sure that still rings true, bully, about respectful fans getting what they want and disrespectful fans getting what they deserve. Yes, Mark. Dave, I wanted to ask you, being a super fan, like, have you ever? went out of your way be nice to somebody and somebody was just fucking mean to you for no reason other than oh, yeah. the uh uh who was the football player that you said it was a yankee player off or, or oh Giant no no player. i i mean my whole story is is uh and and thanks for asking mark my whole story is the new york yankees when I was a little kid, and I'm very small, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, I was the biggest Yankee fan. My my room was wallpapered with Yankee posters and banners and pennants, and I used to wear like a Yankee uniform almost every day. And my parents took me to the Yankee game. It was the Yankees against the Brewers. It was in 1980. And every single Yankee player passed me by and completely blew me off from the no name player to the biggest name player on that team just gave me the hand. And I, I went home that night and I ripped down every poster off my wall, every pennant. And to this day, I have never watched the Yankee game. And that's how like, you know, that was being respectful. I was, I was on, you know, I, I, I was a little kid, so I am a small kid with my pen and notebook paper in my hand just trying to get an autograph from anybody on that team. But that's the difference between having a fan for life and not having a fan at all. So, like, to your guys' points, like, respectful fans, if you, if you ignore the fan and you diss the fan, you may just 
lost your fan. I, I know that the Yankees lost my fandom that day. I, I may not be doing this show right now if it wasn't for the New York Yankee 1980 team. But that's the difference. Like Ronnie James Dio, the, the you know, you know, rest in peace, rock star said, you know what? You as a star, you're taking a minute out of your time. But that minute to a fan will last them their entire life. So it could be either True. a good experience or a bad experience. You bring up Ronnie James Dio, and Ronnie James Dio is probably my number one all-time interaction with anybody. Me and Jericho went to go see Maiden, Motorhead, and Dio, uh, I think in Phoenix on the uh, 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 in 2002, whatever it was, and we had known Lemmy and the guys in Motorhead, so we're backstage, and we meet Ronnie James Dio and all the guys from Ben. And Ronnie James Dio could not have been nicer, more of a gentleman, more hospitable. And he turns to me and Chris, and he goes, Chris, Bubba, can I get you anything? Would you like a gla glass of wine? Would you like a beer? And, and I was like, yeah. And there's Ronnie James Dio pouring me a glass of red wine from his own private stock. Like... To me, that was that was awesome. I'll have a story forever. I could never say a bad word about Roddy James Dio. So it's crazy that you you know that you bring him up. And Tommy's you know Tommy and Mark are right about these moments in time where you know Tommy's. I always bust Tommy's balls because I'm always like you're too nice. You're nice all the time. It's not realistic. It's almost so fake that you're <laughs> nice all the time. But he is nice all the time. For some people, you know, they expect to go up to Tommy. Hey, can I order, have your autograph? Sure. Gives him the autograph. Can I have your picture? Sure. Take a picture. And then Tommy will be like, okay, see you later. And now they go like, oh, I thought he was so much nicer. Well, what did you want him to do? Wipe your ass and scratch your balls? Like, what, what were you expecting from him? He gave you what you asked for. You call that nice? You know, and then, you know, the airport situations. And we've heard the girls talk about the airport situations. Oh, my God. You know, Sasha, I understand, you know, I understand the plight. You know, sometimes when you, you finish a show and you don't, and then you have to travel two, 300 miles, you get an hour or two of sleep, and then you have to be at the airport in the five in the morning. She, you know, maybe they, maybe they haven't even taken a shower, no makeup on, hat down. Maybe they don't want to be in a photo at that moment. Maybe they're trying the best that they can do to put a happy face on it. Maybe, maybe they say, hey guys, I'll sign for you, but no pictures this morning. Maybe they just don't want pictures out there. Hey, Tony Khan has told us, you know, about, you know, there's so many pictures out there floating me, uh, uh, floating around on the internet that I find unflattering. So I want to stay, stay away from some picture opportunities. And we're like, yeah, okay, no problem. Fine. We, we understand that. So if some of the women, you know, do that, I understand it. But they're going out of their way to try to do the right thing. But then what do people do? Oh, I met so-and-so, and they didn't want to take a picture with me. Yeah, he was such an ass to me. Come on, no, man. The dude wasn't an ass. That's, he was that, tired. Yeah. yeah. Five o'clock in the morning, dragging your bed. Some, we're all human beings. Sometimes take your kids we're, home. I'm telling you, I, it, Bully, when you mention airports, and you mention every time it's experienced, the guys, it's the same guys that I see all the time. They sell stuff, and then they'll send little kids. Those are the ones that are the absolute worst to me. Send your, send your wife and kids over to get me to sign something because I know who you are. I recognize you from the last 
14 times I came to Pittsburgh Airport and you were standing there at, at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs. Fucking idiot. I know who you are, and you know I know you, so you're going to send your kid. Oh, my God, I, man. Like, I can't believe you just brought up Pittsburgh. I can't believe you just brought up Pittsburgh because that's where my Undertaker story happened. It's the that, worst. Pittsburgh is when Taker was sitting at baggage claim all by himself, and some dude sent in his, like, 10-year-old daughter. She's in a little dress, hair and pigtails. She walks up to Taker with, like, a baseball card, and she's terrified, and she's like, will you please sign this? And Taker realized what was going on, and he's like, sure, honey. And then he looks at her, he goes, do you, do you know who I am? And she's like, no. And he wrote something on the playing card, and he turned it over, and he handed it. He goes, uh, where's your dad, or where's your mom? And he, she pointed, like, over there. He goes, go give this to them, but don't read it. And he gave them a piece of his mind on that playing card. You send in your 10-year-old little girl to do your dirty work because you're one of those autograph seekers who wants to sell it online? You are a scumbag, and you are the back half of my favorite slogan. Disrespectful fans get what they deserve. There you go. Guys, awesome master's class. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Bully. Thank you, Mark. Don't forget, subscribe, comment, and rate our podcast available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Pandora. And don't forget... You can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.